the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Five thirty-four, Bruce Hooley Show. Appreciate all the calls and our topic about parenting. Uh, parenting is look takes a lot of effort, and its payoff is enormous but incremental. Um, a lot of times, you never know what you've done that's made a difference, made an impression until one of those landmark days—graduation, wedding day. Something like that. Um, you have to really invest over time. It's a little bit like retirement. You know, you have to invest over time so that the uh, the nest egg of trust, um, of friendship, of closeness is there um, later on. You don't see it on a daily basis. I uh, that was what my friends told me last night over dinner was we were talking about our kids and checking on um, each person's respective situation. Uh, with their families, is that, look, you don't see the payoff right now, but your kids clearly know, they can see uh, what the investment is. But we've got a situation in Columbus right now where, you know, a lot of, far too many uh, young people are either not supervised at home and engaged in criminal activity, uh, they're on the verge of those kinds of things, or they get caught up in things that explode out of control. I and mean, we lost another 17-year-old girl uh, earlier this week, uh, shot by a 16-year-old acquaintance. Uh, the 16-year-old, I mean, she's going to be tried as an adult, most likely. She should be tried as an adult. She made an adult, um, she did an adult thing, uh, going inside, grabbing a gun, coming out, shooting someone to death, ending a life. Uh, that's not something you should get out of the... Uh, State Juvenile Detention Center at age 18 after doing. Um, And the victim, Jace O'Neill, beautiful young girl. um, The people that I've seen quoted are um, friends who tried to include her in their family. Uh, That's something you you can do to try to make a difference um, with a troubled youth, with somebody who's... um, prone to kind of fall through the cracks because they're the child of a single parent. So it's very, very sad when a young life ends uh, or when a young life spins so out of control that they make terrible, terrible decisions. I'm looking at the NBC4i website, um, and uh, they note a report of Gun Violence Archive, which tracks shootings across the United States, reveals that about every three and a half days, so twice a week in the state of Ohio, Somebody is hurt or killed by a bullet fired by somebody under 18 years of age. Under 18 years of age. The death of Jace O'Neill was the 57th such incident in Ohio this year. So 
pretty much double that. That would be a almost a 30% increase compared to last year. And last year was a year of lost hope in many ways because of the pandemic, because of the lockdowns, because of the, uh, I think, big-time state overreach. Some fear-related, some should have been relaxed as the year went on. Uh, the numbers today uh, show that overdoses in Columbus last year were up astronomically, 45.6%. Uh, some of those had to be young people. 855 reported overdose deaths last year, according to the Franklin County Coroner's Office. Now, that's a bad number, 45.6%. You say, well, it's pandemic-related. Hopefully now we're getting back to normal. Uh, The governor signed a bill today where vaccines cannot be mandated for public schools. Maybe that number will relax. We can't blame everything on the pandemic, though. This is the continuation, sure, the escalation, but also the continuation of a trend that's been in place for quite some time. Because since 2017... Overdoses in Franklin County that have cost someone their life have increased by 84%. 84%. So that's just another indication, in addition to violent crime, that things are getting out of control. And have got, I'm not getting, have gotten out of control. Oh, give me a number that encourages me, Bruce. Okay, well, I'll give you one that encourages me. Homeschooling in the state of Ohio is up dramatically in the aftermath of the pandemic. Uh, Debbie Gerth is the president of the Ohio Homeschooling Parents, which is a nonprofit organization that helps parents navigate the process of homeschooling your kids. We made this decision about five years ago. Uh, Our kids were asking to be homeschooled. They were frustrated with the pace of learning in their local school district. Uh, We were aware, um, alerted, somewhere between alerted and alarmed by things we were hearing about things being said by teachers in classrooms. A lot of, not nearly as bad as the things that I know are being said in certain districts that I talk about on this show now, but that movement was building back then and we were getting a little bit like, hmm. Maybe now's the time we felt a prompting in our prayer life that this was something that we should look into. Frankly, we were extremely impressed by the number of young people we met who were homeschooled that blew away, blew obliterated our assumptions, our incorrect assumptions about what homeschooled kids were like. Oh, you know, you have the assumptions maybe now. Oh, they're 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 weird. They're uh, really going to suffer from a socialization standpoint, right? No, not true. The kids that we met at our church who were homeschooled were look you in the eye, confident, eloquent, and we thought, well, that's not what we expected. And honestly, our children have really flourished. Now, we're putting two of them in private school this fall because some of the extracurricular activities are a little bit hard to duplicate 
not athletics. Athletics is not hard to duplicate from a homeschooling perspective because what you may not know is your children can be homeschooled and still play for, and it doesn't require a waiver, they're absolutely 100% eligible to play for, the district in which you reside. So if you reside in, uh, let's say, pick a district out of the air, Mechanicsburg. You homeschool your kid in Mechanicsburg. You homeschool your kid in uh, Wadsworth. Your son or daughter is automatically eligible and cannot be discriminated against in playing sports for that respective public school district. You can't just go anywhere you want to. You can't go join a private school team, but you can play for your local public high school. Harder to duplicate when it comes to music programs, school plays, those kinds of things. You're still eligible. It's just, well, you got to run them over to the school for that period of class every day if they don't drive. I mean, you can. And that's another thing you may not know is that you can homeschool them for half the day. You got a class at the high school that you want them to take. You can send them over there to that, that class and then bring them back home. It requires an intentional investment of your time and scheduling, but it can be done. So homeschooling in the state of Ohio has grown from 10,000 parents in the Ohio Homeschooling Parents Organization to 17,000 in the last year. Uh, Debbie Gerth, the head of the Ohio Homeschooling Parents, says last summer they had about 100 parents joining their organizations every week. She says, I've been pretty amazed by how much people have said This is it. This is what we're doing, and there's no going back. How many people tried it last year during the pandemic, didn't want to deal with masks, didn't want to deal with lockdowns, and this year have bailed on it? Only 25%. So three out of four who tried it are sticking with it. And she makes the case your child can really be individualized to their own needs and their own educational requirements. If your child struggles in one area and is excelling in another area, you can pick whatever you want from 5,000 different options. That's what we found. The elective options were fantastic. Uh, Our daughters took a class in film production. Uh, Do you get a class in film production at every public high school? Maybe some do. Maybe some don't. So we could tailor the electives to their interests. So I'd highly encourage you to look into homeschooling. And I also, as I've said many times, I cannot encourage you enough to look into running for and serving on your local board of education. Now, I will caution you. Your declaration date is fast approaching. You must file your paperwork with the state of Ohio, I believe by 90 days out from the election, which November, October, September, that would be early August. So you got about two weeks, depending on the kind of district that you are in, The state of Ohio, your board of election, will tell you how many signatures you have to have on your petition. The other stuff is just paperwork. Designate a treasurer for your campaign. Uh, It can be you. It can be your husband or wife. But don't let this deadline creep up on you. It's coming. If you've thought about running for school board, think even harder about it because the time is getting away. Now, if you're a business owner, time may be getting away from you in terms of offering benefits to your employees because you just intend to get to it and you just don't have time. I'll look it up someday. I'll look it up someday. And then you're ordering and then you're trying to hire people and you're dealing with other assorted issues and you think, 
didn't get to it this week, I'll get to it next week. And then next week becomes next month, and next month becomes next year. Do it the simple way. Go to auinfo.com and let them answer your questions, boom, like that, on a chat. Type it in. Get your questions answered because this is their daily thing. They do it every day. This is their world. They know the information. They can tell you if what you're spending as a business owner for benefits for your employees is a judicious expenditure. They can tell you what the options are. They can give you other options, and you don't pay for this service. They get paid by the options you select, so they're not going to stick you with, oh, this is our preferred character carrier. They're better than this person. So No, no, they make no judgments that way. They let you pick, and you will be so happy that you gained an ally to help you offer better benefits, structure a benefits package that will help you attract the best employees and keep them. AUIinfo.com. Remember that name. Visit them online, auiinfo.com. It is 5.50 on the Bruce Hooley Show, wrapping up hour number one. How concerned are you about the Delta variant? That is the newest, latest flag, red flag, to go up. State officials seem very, very concerned about it. Dr. Bruce Vanderhoff says there are two Ohios right now, one that is vulnerable and one that's vaccinated. This has a boy that cried wolf feel to me. And that's the sad part of it is that COVID has been so sorely mismanaged politically by both Republicans and Democrats that I think many people have tuned out whatever view they are prone to disagree with. And I do believe if Donald Trump had been reelected, I do believe a significant number of people who are not vaccinated now would be vaccinated. And a significant number of people who have been vaccinated now would not be vaccinated. I believe if Donald Trump had been elected, reelected, A lot of Republicans who won't get the vaccine would have gotten it, and a lot of Democrats who have would not have. I know Kamala Harris wouldn't have. She made that very, very clear. Uh, Vanderhoff, who's the poobah of uh, Mike DeWine's choice to articulate the case to get vaccinated, uh, says the Delta variant is moving rapidly. He says it's twice as contagious as uh, COVID-19 was in its initial stages. I don't know how they know that. Uh, Wouldn't the numbers be higher if that were true? Um, I'm not trying to uh, impugn the doctor's credibility. I'm just saying it seems rather alarmist to me. Uh, This makes no sense to me. Uh, Over the weekend, Pfizer announced that um, you're not going to need a COVID-19 booster shot. Uh, That's what I kept waiting for was we were told these vaccines lasted six months. It's been six months since a lot of people have been vaccinated. When are they going to get another shot? to continue their artificial immunities. Uh, Well, now uh, Pfizer says that you don't need one. People who've been fully vaccinated do not need a booster at this time. The numbers in Franklin County, though, uh, don't indicate that very many people, just a slight majority of people in Franklin County, 51%, have received even one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. So uh, my rather detached fear, view, um, perspective on this 
appears to be shared by a significant number uh, of people in Franklin County. I wish, I wish, I were as optimistic about inflation not being a factor as I am about the Delta variant not being a significant factor in my life. But I instead am quite fearful that inflation, which is rapid increase in prices due to, well, several factors. Number one, Joe Biden is just absolutely refusing to pay any attention to the fact that historically... The worst thing you can do for the economy is continue to pump tons and tons of money into it when supplies are very short. He is all in on a $3.5 trillion budget proposal that he intends to pass without a single Republican vote because they're going to use... Budget reconciliation, which is a finagling of procedural methods that allow you to pass pure economic proposals twice a year. He's used it once before. He will use it again on this. So we're going to get $3.5 trillion more pumped into the economy when we already can't get cars, we can't get meat, we can't get lumber, a hamburger is going to be $10 a pound by this time next year. Your July 4th cookout, 2022, I want to see the Biden administration, they'll come out with the tweet next year that cookouts are saving you 15% over 2021 levels. Only you won't be grilling, you'll be grilling tofu dogs, not hot dogs and not hamburgers because you won't be able to A, get it or B, afford it. This year's laughable assertion that they were saving you 16, 16 cents, not on the dollar, 16 cents total, over the cost of a cookout in 2020. Notice they didn't calculate how much it would cost you to drive to the store to get what? Pork and beans? Who knows what else they had on their little cookout list? I don't know. Uh, but. Jerome Powell, the Fed, shows no interest in doing what has to be done, has to be done to stop inflation, and that is raise interest rates. It's the only answer. You raise interest rates, you make money less available, because what's going to happen is, say you're a big company, you got a lot of assets. You got a lot of assets, what can you do? You can borrow a lot of money, right? If you're a big company and you can borrow a lot of money and the rate to pay it back is essentially 0%, you would not be a good steward of your corporate resources if you did not take out loans at that low interest rate and invest it in things that you knew were going to appreciate in value, such as entire subdivisions of existing homes. This is happening across the United States of America. People say, oh, those evil corporations. Corporations are in business to do what? Make money. Deliver results for their investors. Don't blame corporations for doing what they are designed to do. Blame the idiot politicians who 
enable policies that allow the corporations to do those things that drive up the cost of hard goods that they can get money to borrow and buy that you cannot. I don't know how you afford a starter home right now. I have no idea how you afford a starter home right now. Has anybody purchased a home in Columbus? Anybody? In the last three months that you felt like, wow, we really got a deal on that place. You might have paid list price, but the list price you paid was far in excess of what that home was actually worth eh, a year and a half ago. I mean, right now is the time to sell. The only problem is, where are you going to go? There are no houses available to go to. If you own multiple homes, well, now might be the time. I have a friend who owns a vacation home in North Carolina. He was offered an astronomical sum for it. He has land, or he's always wanted to build a home, and he can afford to wait out lumber prices. For him, it makes sense. For the rest of you, somebody just married, you've saved oh, fifteen, twenty thousand for a down payment. You want to get into the housing market? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And you can thank your doddering president and his stupid Federal Reserve chairman for that.